0: While Pastor Tim Dodson is returning from a missions trip, Street Level Radio will be airing the Best of Daily Devotions series. This is the Best of Daily Devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believers City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information, go to believerstogether.com.
1: We're in Acts chapter 23 today where we find Paul the Apostle after a great deal of hoopla has been arrested and is now going to appear in court. Let's pick it up in verse 1 where we read Paul, Looking steadfastly at the council said, Brothers, I have lived before God in all good conscience until today. Verse 2, the high priest Ananias commanded those who stood by him to strike him on the mouth. Now, Paul, as I said, was appearing here before the court, and he began his defense that day by telling those present that his conscience was clear. He had done his best to walk according to the righteous path of God. Now, others on both sides of the fence, I think, may have certainly felt differently. But Paul, Paul believed himself to have been obedient to God and to God's direction. The high priest, however, as we said, certainly believed differently. For him, knowing Paul had left the holy and chosen position of Judaism, the spit and polished with their white robes and their gold cups, in exchange for some ragtag group of uneducated followers of a Galilean carpenter's son, well, all that was simply below contempt. And for such an action, the high priest has Paul struck in the face. Clearly, the high priest's response was personally and not judicially based. This Ananias was furious at the trouble that Paul had stirred up, and therefore he was indignant, he was offended, all because Paul had followed Jesus. It's always incredible throughout the ages to see the level of reaction that Jesus Christ can generate in any circle. Verse 3 we read, Then Paul said to him, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. Do you sit to judge me according to the law and command me to be struck contrary to the law? And those who stood by said, Do you malign God's high priest? And Paul said, I didn't know, brothers, that he was high priest. For it is written, You shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people. Now, certainly the actions of this high priest were illegal. But in such situations and with such people, illegal, is secondary to the titles and the powers of those who are present. Much latitude is historically and unrighteously extended to these kind of men. That is why Jesus warned us of such when he instructed his followers to not be a respecter of persons. Obviously, Paul seemed to be pretty upset here. A whitewashed wall was something weakly painted over in order to make it look better to the eye than it really was underneath. Paul knew that the actions of the high priest were illegal in the courts. However, it seems Paul backed off from his words in a hurry here. Now, we don't have any idea of the details of the scene before us, so we're kind of hard-pressed to judge Paul's reasons for his statement in verse 5. There are many guesses as to what was occurring there in that room that day, but uh, beyond what we read here, it's, that's all it is, just conjecture. Now, we can gather, though, that this Paul was not going to be just a simple pushover. He was not going to just sit back and let them run him over. He responded sharply, and certainly history will, and has repeatedly judged him for his motives. Verse six, we read, but when Paul perceived that the one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, "Men and brothers, I am a Pharisee, the son of Pharisees. Concerning the hope and resurrection of the dead, I am being judged." And when he had said this, an argument arose between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the crowd was divided. For the Sadducees say there is no resurrection, nor angels, nor spirits, but the Pharisee confess all of these. Now it was obvious here to Paul from the onset that there was not going to be any justice for him on this day. Thankfully, Paul's sense of discernment was in the on position and through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, he began a rather brilliant, albeit unconventional defense strategy. Paul was aware that there was a fundamental and crucial defining difference between the beliefs of the Sadducee and the beliefs of that of the Pharisee. And both of these guys were present as his judges that day. The Sadducee, you see, believes there is no such thing as resurrection from the dead. <laughs> no, really, they do they believe in any realm of the supernatural. But the Pharisee, the Pharisee believed in both. So Paul was now brilliantly pitting two sides against each other. Verse 9 A great clamor arose, and some of the scribes of the Pharisees' part stood up and contended, saying, We find no evil in this man, but if a spirit or angel has spoken to him, let's not fight against God. When a great argument arose, the commanding officer, fearing that Paul would be torn in pieces by them, commanded the soldiers to take, or to go down and take him by force from among them and bring him to the barracks. Verse 11 The following night, the Lord stood by him and said, Cheer up, Paul. For as you have testified about me at Jerusalem, so you must testify also at Rome. So now after Paul's defensive action here, the two sides, of course, quickly went at it. The group split down the middle right along party lines, and the argument appeared to have gotten nasty in a hurry. And the fact that the commander had to pull Paul out of the ruckus once again certainly gives us the idea that the fray apparently came quickly to blows. The Pharisees were willing to let Paul be in this, but the Sadducees had other plans, and the dissension gave opportunity to basically declare a mistrial, and Paul was taken back to the commander's barracks. Verse 11 tells us how Jesus himself appeared to Paul to encourage him. We should find a great deal of comfort in the fact that even as the world debated both then and now the righteousness of Paul's actions in his traveling to Jerusalem, It's good to know God was still working through and with him, no matter if he had erred or if he had not. As I have already stated, if Paul was wrong, there would be earthly consequences, but the relationship that he had with his God was not based on such things. Not then, not now. It was and is based upon the heart, the motives, and the intentions. Herein, Paul was still